I want to welcome everybody. Tonight we have a very, very, very special guest with us tonight. Uh, the unbelievable Patty Henley, as well as Brenda Lee Eager, uh, a.k.a. the Soul Sisters, who are going to be joining us. And uh, Patty actually brought family members as well, and they have an insane musical background and history, and we're going to be talking a lot about that history. Mm -hmm. I mean, they've done work with everybody from Smokey Robinson mm -hmm. to, to Prince to Stevie Wonder. To, I mean, it's just the list just goes on and on and on. So the amount of musical background and history that you are about to get tonight is going to be overwhelming. So I hope you guys are ready and that you didn't get a, have any caffeine because – you're not going to need it because this is going to be an energized night of information and music history. And it's going to be phenomenal. We have Ron Henley. We have Kat Sutherland and we have Chris Sutherland. Uh, Patty and Brenda are both in LA and they haven't connected yet. So we're, we're actually part of the connections, not here yet. We just have half, we have half the family and half the stories, but we are going to get to the, to all of that as well. So Patty and Brenda. Let me give you a little bit of background about, about um, Patty and, and Brenda, uh, because it, a lot of a lot of you don't really know the whole story, but there is quite a bit. They are legends. I mean, literal legends. I mean, they've done work with Jesse Jackson, Jesse Jackson, and Operation Breadbasket. Actually, uh, Dr. King heavily supported Operation Breadbasket in during its day. And they had extensive professional accomplishments with the, and as far as musical accomplishments with a laundry list of artists that include Ray Charles, James Brown, Stevie Wonder, Prince, Smokey Robinson, Michael Jackson. I mean, just a never ending list of musical giants. I mean, the, the biggest names in R&B and soul uh, and they've probably worked with them or crossed paths or wrote music for them or performed with them in some form or fashion. And it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. So right. the biggest names and the biggest influences. So it's, it's been so much, so much larger than what we could recognize or even understand because they've been doing this for so long. Some of us were not even born while they were out there pioneering and pushing and making things happen. So uh, just to be blessed with that kind of situation. And some of us were. Makes it even more amazing. <laughs> Just for everybody, yeah, okay. That's, that's, that's true, Jeff. Some of us weren't even born yet. Yes. Uh, <laughs> during Operation Breadbasket, I was, I was uh, in '69. I was one. Uh, Jeff was also one. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. But, yeah. Well, we were one with everyone, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Guess what? They're here. Let's go ahead and bring them in. There they are. Oh, Yay. Yay. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to give them give them a little there they are. Look at all <laughs> the history that these guys have as far as this industry and, and the things that they've done have actually affected and influenced what music is and how music is today. So uh that's really one of the biggest reasons that they need to be here and that this needs to be shared because Obviously, this is an extremely Prince-heavy station, and there's so much love. However, uh, Prince, there we are. Can you hear us now? Yeah, we can hear you now. Okay, good. So I just want to make one comment right quick. Are you trying to say that we were old or something? What we are is experienced. That's right. Seasoned. 
season. <laughs> you guys are so you were so seasoned that even me being born, I couldn't understand the flavor. <laughs> well, you know what? That's why we're here to help you out. That's why we're here. Right. We need more light. Yeah, Patty, I was expecting you to come in from the background because you know they're labeled as the Henleys. So I was expecting you to come into the frame any second, and they just said they, you weren't even there. <laughs> okay, that's okay. But I'm glad that everybody's here. Unbelievable, as I mentioned, uh, we've got uh, you know, they've got light in too. Oh, this is going to be amazing. Uh, uh, We're coming back. We're coming back. That's a, no, that's perfectly fine. That's perfectly fine. Uh, so as I had mentioned, um, we've got Patty Henley and we've also got Brendan Lee Eager in the house who are, as I mentioned, musical legends. And um, they just continue to uh, they continue to reach out in schools and meet with kids and make sure that, you know, that it's and the, the message of of just equality and just continuing on with the mission that started with operation breadbasket and continued on is just um it's, it's it's just phenomenal everything that they do so you know what i'll do while while they're sitting up a little bit is that i kind of want to uh talk, i, I kind of want to talk a little bit about no, the other back look and they're lit and everything. That's great. Lit. <laughs> they're, lit. <laughs> they're lit and everything. <laughs> so and and as I mentioned, um, I'm gonna go ahead and share um a little bit of I'm gonna share a little bit of a video here because I wanted to uh for people to kind of see some of the background and everything that that um, I don't want to do any any audio necessarily on this, but I mean, you can, you know, there's there's a little bit of background here, but I want to talk a little bit about Operation Breadbasket. I want to make sure that we use the time here with all of you wisely, but I want to discuss, you know, how you got involved with Jesse Jackson and Operation Breadbasket. Um, but obviously, before we share that story, I kind of want to kind of ex explain to people what uh, Operation Breadbasket was, which was an organization that was founded by the Southern Christian Leadership Conference uh, in 1962. It was operated by Reverend Fred C. Bennett of Atlanta, right here in Atlanta, and it was dedicated to improving the economic conditions of black communities. Now, Reverend Jesse Jackson stepped in around 1964 and began realizing the impact that this organization had on black communities. And he, while he was involved with the SCLC movement in Selma, and then he left South Carolina, went up to Chicago to study at the Chicago Theological Seminary. And he established a base in Chicago for Operation Breadbasket and was made the head of that chapter. And while he was there, he organized boycotts of some white businesses to pressure them to hire blacks and also purchase goods and services from black contractors. And there were some insanely disturbing conditions there where some of the grocery stores there that were white owned, that were selling old and bad infested meat into the black communities that they served and making their kids sick. And finally, Everybody just stood up and just said enough. And they boycotted those stores and shone a light on the conditions of those establishment. Now, 
Dr. Martin Luther King called the Chicago chapter effort of Operation Bread Get Basket the most spectacularly successful program. And it was the fundamental premise of Bread Basket is a simple one, that, that Blacks need not patronize a business which denies them jobs or advancement or plain courtesy. And he said, many retail businesses and consumer goods industries deplete the ghetto by selling to Negroes without returning to the community any of the profits through fair hiring practices. That's a quote from Dr. King. But it wasn't just the grocery stores. It was all businesses, businesses like gas stations and restaurants that wouldn't let African-Americans use the restrooms uh, and other businesses that just per participated in these types of reprehensible practices. And it happened regularly. And now we kind of fast forward and, and Jesse, John, Jesse Jackson kind of broke away from SCLC to create the Rainbow Push Coalition, which is an acronym for People United to Save Humanity, which pretty much had the same purpose as Operation Breadbasket. But while he was supporting the Operation Breadbasket effort, our very special guests here, Patty Henley and Brenda Lee Eager, were handpicked by Jesse Jackson to become the Piperettes of Freedom, which was a singing group that became what they referred to as the voice of MLK's Operation Breadbasket movement. And all they was all put together and designed to help bring jobs and racial equality to black communities, not only in Chicago, but all across America, just everywhere across America. So Brenda, Patty, is that pretty much fairly accurate? <laughs> Yeah. You've done your homework. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> you did it right on the neck. Yes. I mean, okay. you, you quoted some of those uh, uh, print things there. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. looking looking at some of those pictures, and those pictures are taking us back. Yeah, oh, I was it? Oh, there's Fred. There's so and so. There's something. Many of those people in there. <laughs> it's it's awesome to see those the see that past that history again. It's like reliving, and it's it's. It's disheartening, scary, and then it's empowering because of what you did and what you've continued to do. So um, let me just say that, again, it's an honor to have you guys here, all of you on the show. And I also want to make sure that we acknowledge everyone else who's joined us. So, Patty, um, if you if you please, if you don't mind, can you introduce everyone who's there with you? And so everyone knows who's in the room and um, we can keep going from there. Well. To my left, you're right, I guess it is. It's my brother, Bob Henley III. Bob, sir. This I give a clap. <laughs> this is Brenda Lee Eager, Eager right here. Yeah. This is, uh, my son, Cam Calvert, right here. The DJ of the house. And this is his dad, Homer Talbert. That's nice. Uh, so, and then we also have, uh, I want to make sure that we put uh, the, the Henleys in the mix and let's, uh, let's get an introduction from, uh, I guess, left to right, I guess, our right to left or however. Go ahead. Okay. Now, understand that the Henleys are Patty, Bob, and Ron. Right. I'm Ron Henley. This is my wife. <laughs> this is my sister-in-law. Absolutely nice to meet all of you. So fantastic. Thank you for yeah for the all the introductions because we, we got so much. We want to make sure 
that everybody that's a guest here is getting uh, is going to get a proper introduction. If you are listening on the radio station, which I assume that many of you, hundreds of you are listening all around the world. If you would like to see the video and actually lay eyes on these uh, fine folk, you can absolutely do it. Facebook.com slash Funkatopia. That's Facebook.com slash Funkatopia. You can also go to YouTube, youtube.com slash Funkatopia, F-U-N-K-A-T-O-P-I-A. And if you miss any part of the show, you can tune in afterwards on iHeartRadio, on Spotify, on all of the uh, sound channels. So we're, you're going to be everywhere. So everything that we do here is not going to be lost. So if you miss any part of the show, you can all tune in there. And um, But it, it again, just as Jeff said, it is a complete and utter honor I don't even know uh, which one of you to, to start with here because it, it would be like it's it's like having all the greats in the room together. It's like where do you even time. Start? Well, you know the Henleys. We started singing as as kids. We didn't necessarily sing together until we were grown, grown, grown. Each of us had individual thingies going on. Then, and time went by. I met Brenda. At the same time I met Brenda, I married this one back here, Homer. <laughs> and then we had we had this one right here, Cam, and everybody is connected. We're all connected. Now, now Homer is the author of the song that Brenda did, "Ain't Understanding Mellow" with Jerry Butler. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Nice. Right here, that's me. He's the writer. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, and we actually hold on a second. For those that don't remember for those that forgot that song. Hello. There you go. You if you guys remember that song. We don't want to play it too much because YouTube or Facebook will kick us off, but uh give you a little bit of taste of just the sprinkle. Just to take you back. Just take you back just a little bit. Oh yeah. Oh it's it, 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 it it's making me feel some sort of way. Okay, let's go ahead and pull it down. <laughs> yeah. Now, now you started off and you said that um, the Henleys, you you guys were already singing as kids. And then, uh, then, of course, when your kid's singing, things happen and people start doing different things. Um, so kind of what was the path? Like what actually happened that had you guys moving along and then coming back together to sing? Because I, I know that a lot of things happened when you were doing your own thing, but eventually you started coming back together to work together even more. Because I've seen pictures of you guys all together doing your thing, so you can't, you can't tell us otherwise. Well, so. back in back in high school, um, we each went to high school at a, either a different time or different high school, and we each had our own groups in our in high school, and so we would uh, sing and sing, and we we, we would check each other's. Um, show out shows out and then you know eventually we was all gonna say you know one of these days we're gonna sing together and me and bob end up going to grambling college together and that's when we first started uh singing together when we formed a group called the unforgettables and we sang around the campus and around uh the college tour and um it was right about the time when um um the commodores were coming out and they were going to pit us against the Commodores back then that day. That's that's how, that's how far it goes back. But that it never happened. But we were the two top groups down in, in the South. Wow. And so that so we evolved from that and eventually um, came out to California and we started our own group. 
Wow. I came to California first, um, mm -hmm. then Rob followed, then Ron followed. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's when we started singing together. And yeah. as we started singing together in California, we started off singing R&B. And uh, we had uh, a, a pretty good time doing that. We did a, a few shows here and there. And uh, it eventually evolved into back back into the gospel scene again as we entered uh, a church called Understanding Principles for Better Living, which was uh, headed by the Reverend Dr. Uh, Della Reese Lett. And you know what, what Della Reese I'm talking about, right, guys? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was our pastor and our mentor, and she uh, we started singing together then at mm -hmm. the church. But even our, our first show that we, we did together, mm -hmm. uh, because Patty was already singing with Smokey Robinson, he came to our show. And then he heard the three of us sing. And me and Bob got hired right away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the three of us sang uh, behind Smokey Robinson. Yes. Wow. That's uh, and how how did how did your career start with uh, not your career, but uh, Patty, your career with Smokey. It's awesome. I was auditioning for Marvin, actually. And uh, as t as it would be, I didn't get the Marvin thing, right? But the, the day they told me I didn't get it, the next morning I got a call from Smokey because I happened to know some of the, the guys in the band and started working with him. It was on a Friday. And uh, by that next Tuesday, I was on the road with him. Wow. So <laughs> he had started writing, we were writing songs with his sister, Rosella Jones. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Rosella Jones wrote a, a couple of songs on, on for Smokey, Silent Partners and a Three Love Women. Second That Emotion. Uh, Second That Emotion. Um, uh, what is it? Uh, and several other songs she wrote with, with uh, for Smokey. And, and Pepe, uh, sorry, Homer, <laughs> he uh, collaborated with her. And that was, it was double, triple connection there. Wow. Now, as part of the research, you know, before your appearance here, you know, I found a lot of recordings, you know, of, I was trying to find, you know, recordings of the Piperettes of Freedom. And, and I, I was finding a lot of SCLC Operation Red Basket Orchestra and Choir uh, stuff with that, that was like official releases. Were you involved in any of that? Yeah, we were. There's a song called What a Friend We Have with the Orchestra, and that's the pipettes that are doing the vocals on that track that's on the album. Ah, oh, yeah. fantastic. Yeah, I wish I would have known because I wish I had some of the credits that were listed because I, I found like a lot of those tracks that were just loose on YouTube for some reason or another. And I was like, oh, I wish you could see the credits of this because I'd like to be able to surprise you guys with some tracks. But oh, my, that's, that's yeah, you would have surprised me if you had played. <laughs> All right, Jeff, that sounds like a challenge. Uh, I know, right? I, I'm going to let you ask the next question and see if I, I can surprise Everybody knows I love trivia. <laughs> so while you guys were um, working with the Piperettes and, and, and doing your movements, how many different locations did you go to um, as the Piperettes and, and where was it uh, as far as safety, you know, how, how did that get handled? Good question. Um, we were responsible, well, not responsible, but we took part in, uh, helping to elect, get mayors elected all over the country. 
we went to New Jersey and 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 campaigned and walked the streets and sang as the Pipettes with Reverend Jackson. Um, and uh, New Jersey, uh, Kenneth Gibson got him elected. Um, we went to Cleveland for Carl Stokes. We went to Washington D.C. for Walter Con Condroy. His name is Fondroy. <laughs> And in case you don't know those names, those names are names of the first, first. African-American mayors and, and congressmen. Uh, congressmen. And, yeah. um, mm -hmm. Cleveland Stokes. Carl Stokes, Carl Stokes was, the, Stokes very was first the yes black mayor. And 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 we did both his he was elected twice. So we did the first and the second one. And 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 then Mayor Hatcher in Indiana. And wow. uh, and, and, and and we would get up, we would we would get up and do rallies with the band, with the orchestra and Reverend Jackson early in the mornings. We'd go into town, we'd go into Cleveland, say, and we'd get up and uh, we'd be singing in the rain. We actually climb on top of buses and sing. And um, after we sang, ended up around 9, 9.30, then we took to the streets and we'd go to, from door to door asking people to get out and vote. Some people would be like, oh, yeah, I don't know. And we would let, well, I would get a little adamant and look, I've come all the way from Chicago to help you get your mayor elected. So you need to come on out here and go and vote. Here's, you know, and they did, and we won every single time. And I, I say we only because we were such an integral part of that, of, of that movement and, 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 and of that time. And um, more, much more interesting things. Wow. And, and Jeff had asked, you know, uh, there was a part of that question that I, I was really interested in is was the security part of things? Because, you know, right. you're kind of going into towns and I don't know how many towns this consisted of as far as, you know, everything that you visited. That, that's part of the question, I guess, too, is, is yeah. everywhere that you toured. But also, you know, you're kind of going into these towns <laughs> and you're um, and you're you're nonviolent. <laughs> Not violently, but you're also protesting against businesses, which I imagine had a little bit of conflict that, or the potential of conflict as you're going, kind of going into these cities. And, and does any of that kind of show show itself at any point? Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, this is really interesting. This is the subject matter of a play that Brenda and I have called Friends, Friends like, like You and Me. Okay. And, and we tell all these stories. And this there was a story once when we had to actually be uh, escorted out of town by sundown South because Carolina. there was a curfew. There had been a huge rally for a hospital strike in South Carolina. And we uh, were there singing and rallying and protesting and all that. And there was a curfew. And so it was getting to be dusk. And we knew that we were supposed to get out of town or we would be arrested. So. We, there were some um, policemen, off-duty black policemen who had formed, you know, a, a unit and uh, black men moving, which was an arm of SCLC, uh, of Brent Raskin men. And they whisked us out of there on the bus oh, to awesome. the, uh, the airport. airport and they got on the plane. And, and that was one thing. There was another time when we were even in Chicago. At, at a meeting, what was called the meeting, which would happen oh, yeah. every set Sunday, a Saturday morning. And in comes, I don't know if you've ever heard of this gang called the Blackstone Rangers. And their their head was Jeff Jeff Ford. Jeff, Jeff Ford, Ford, right? Mm -hmm. And so they all came in. It was about 
four, three, about 300 of them. Yes. And they lined the walls. Oh, and they, they brought with them their war, what was it, his name? Their war counselor or whatever mm -hmm. they call. He had a great big old headdress on and all this. And, you know, we're sitting up there with Reverend Jackson and at any moment, anything could have went crazy. Mm. We never thought about any of that. We were too young and naive. We didn't think about we it. We just wanted to make a difference. And down through the yes, years, that's what we wanted to they do. They were a dangerous gang back then. Yes. And one of the two, two of the largest gangs in Chicago. Wow. But then we had the friends on the other side. We had the Black Panthers and Fred Hampton and Mark Clark right. would come to the meetings with us. And Mark, uh, Fred Hampton was just the exquisite. So dynamic, yeah. So dynamic at 21 years old. Yes. I'm like, how did this boy get all of this knowledge and all of this charisma at 21 years old? Right. Uh, and we just adored, we, we adored them both. Hey, look at all the men like that. You know, Fred Hampton, I mean, he died very, very young. Same thing yeah. with Malcolm X. It's just like, it's just like when, 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 when that type of knowledge of somebody who's committed to to a cause is just so is just so passionate about their vision of how things should be, it's just you, you can you can you can feel it. You can it, it it's and it's the char the charisma yeah. that comes through. It's just like you're standing in front of these people, and as they're talking, you're just like. Yes. absorbed into everything that that they're saying and it's just yes. there's very very few people and i mean the fact of the matter is that you guys were just embedded in that and we, we really didn't realize it right you know when you're in it you know we didn't have any fear we weren't afraid we just wanted to do the work we just had a good time singing so let me ask you this um you mentioned friends like you and me that play is there is that readily available somewhere where can people research that and, and watch it and learn something from it well we have not it's not available yet As a matter of fact when the pandemic came it shut a bunch of stuff down and we were getting ready to do a run we had done about yeah, three or four different runs but we were getting ready to do a run where we would have filmed everything and you know yeah. you would and so hopefully and we're planning for uh, 2022 yes to uh start up again Awesome. You've got to let us know when that when that comes up so we can let all of our, all of our listeners know as well. And you can also bring us to Atlanta. You know, we, we'd love to come down. Oh, heck yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We, you know, we'll figure out. We've got a place to stay, you know, because my yes, brother just well, lives over there. <laughs> right. The Henley's over here in the Sutherland. Yeah. So, so, so let's see. Does the, the Henleys have like uh, open space if they come to town? You got like beds oh, and. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We definitely do. <laughs> now, I'm, looking, I'm looking at your wall back here you've got some you got some historic pictures back here i see some black and white sketches and and whatnot so oh, yeah this is this is our cafe we have here we uh me and my wife we also have uh the hating bryce cafe which we we have our own coffee and uh we're, we're in the cafe right now we have the fireplace and everything it, it's, it's, it's going to turn into a winter wonderland in, oh. uh, in about a week. <laughs> is this cafe available to the public? Can can <laughs> can, can, can Jeff and I come and have a cup of coffee? I mean, let, let me let me tell you while while you're saying that in joke form, 
this coffee, the Hayden Bryce brand is off the charts good. It is really that good. And they roast it themselves. They handle their business with this coffee. So uh, the first time I tried it, I was blown away. And it was like, I've got to have more. And I bought bags of it to take with me. I bought bags from the company I was working with. It was like, I've got to have more. So I'm telling you, this is good stuff. I don't understand why you've kept this secret from me, Jeff. I just, oh, it's not a secret. We, we're breaking out too. 2022 is going to be big time. Just to let you know, um, Jeff is part of the Henley Connection as well. I don't yes. know if he's told you anything, but um, Ron and I own uh, the Ron Urban Entertainment Group, and we hold PS, which is called, which is Private Society where we bring in uh, new artists and artists who are releasing uh, and trying out new um, singles. And Jeff is our little brother. <laughs> he, he comes over and- Helps out with everything. Yeah, know. lighting, everything. He's just part of the furniture actually. <laughs> <laughs> and it all happens right here, you know, so. That's right. Yeah. Jeff, you got to bring some coffee over. I, I'm just yeah. <laughs> I feel like left out now. This is insane. We'll send it to you. Oh, I get you. I can come get it. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's fine. So, you know, Ron, I mean, while we have you, you know, on camera here, you know, you're listening to some of these stories that that Patty and Brenda are are sharing. You know, what does this look like to you from? you know, kind of from outside the bubble a little bit and, you know, concern for well-being of family members and stuff. I mean, what, what does this look like to you? What What is this this picture for you? As far as what now, the picture? Uh, uh, just, know. I mean, just every, you know, just looking at all the things that, that, that Patty was involved in. I mean, what, I know how, just, just your perception of it. Well, me and, me and Bob, we were right there also. So, I mean, you, we, it's all in the same house. See, our mother was heavily involved in uh, the politics of uh, equality for blacks. So she would have meetings over her house. And uh, sometimes we'd have flyers to go and pass out for different meetings and different things. They would drop me and Bob off uh, off in a neighborhood and we have to pass them out. We got we got so tired, of, we was giving bunches of people. Yeah, you just take them <laughs> and go somewhere. Yeah. We, we, were, we were involved in uh, the uh, civil rights movement uh, from our parents. Indeed, and, um, indeed we were, think, as they used to make the picket signs at our house. Yeah. And yeah. we were, we were, I know, I remember going past the gauntlet line trying to get into uh, a segregated school and all of that. So we were involved in, in the movement uh, just as, just as our older sisters were also. <laughs> yeah, see, our mother was a true activist, and she, all her friends, all her colleagues were activists, and they'd be at our house, and they'd be making the picket signs, and we'd be right there with them, hammering the picket signs to go out and do whatever it was happening locally in Chicago. Mm. Wow. So, so Cam, I got a question for you. As your, uh, and of course, Cam, as as you start to learn a little bit about the history of your mom, uh, so how have you integrated that into what you do musically in your performance? Are you continuing on her legacy? What what what's uh, 
give us a little bit of your background and what you're doing right now. Oh, definitely. I can't help but uh, integrate. Uh, I mean, I'm surrounded by all of these talented people. Um, yeah, so you're I, better. I, 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 yeah, exactly. I have to. Uh, no, but it's, it's, I, I can't help it. I get a little bit from everybody. And uh, I mean, for, I definitely want to continue the legacy of their vocal vocal abilities and try to be as good as they are because they're they're my inspirations. The Henleys, my Uncle Ron and Bob and my mom and my Aunt Brenda. I get to I get to hear all of these voices and you know He's have, already phenomenal. Have, have, have somewhere to shoot for. Let him tell you about the amazing trip that he did, him and his fellas. They walked across America. Right. Say something about that, Cam. What now? Oh, we gotta hear about that. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, I did, we didn't really tell you anything about that. But yeah, in 2006, uh, a few buddies of mine, we uh, we planned this trip to walk across the country. It's actually uh, my buddy Kevin. He's from Pennsylvania, and uh, he he had the idea to walk from Pennsylvania to L.A. He never did it, but he came out to L.A. One day he was talking about it. We were hanging out. We all worked did, doing production work, and so uh, he said it one day. And I thought, yo, I I want to do that. I'm down for that. Now, you know, when somebody says they're gonna walk across the country, you don't really think they're gonna do it. What <laughs> <laughs> that you have to do with them? So, yeah, so. <laughs> When I said, yeah, I want to do it, like the idea of it was like, yeah, I want to do it. But yeah, I, it's not a real good. Huh? I didn't think it was going to. But Kevin was dead serious. And so every day I would go hang out. He would have more and more information. of well, I, I mapped it out from here to here. I mapped it out half the way. I mapped out the whole trip day by day. Like, and it was just started looking more and more real. So, yeah, 2006, April 1st, uh, me and um, it started out with five other people. But we all started walking from Venice Beach. And uh, and we. We said that we're going to take the whole year to walk. And so we took that year to walk from Los Angeles to New York City. Mm. Now, uh, now we, 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 we filmed it all. We had it all on YouTube. There's tons of videos on there. Uh, and me and my buddy Kevin are actually recapping the entire thing right now. Uh, every Thursday, we release an episode uh, that's basically going along the trail. We started April 1st this year. Recapping the whole episode, recapping the whole trip, and so we're basically where we were on the trip at this time in real time, kind of thing. You know. And, and what's so, the, the website? Or oh, if you go to um, theillumination.tv on YouTube, it's uh, it's tons of videos. It's theillumination.tv. The United Souls. We were called the United Souls of Awareness. Oh, I love that. Okay. And uh, we were spreading yeah, well, awareness. Mm -hmm. We were spreading awareness across the country. So, you know, we were all artists and musicians and uh, we wanted to basically take our art and all of our music and all of that stuff and just move across the country. We kind of started to see at that time where technology was going. We realized that, you know, you can pick up and go. You don't need to come to Hollywood just to become a star. You could go anywhere. You could do it from anywhere. You can do it from YouTube. And at that time, YouTube was just kind of budding. And we were utilizing it. We were utilizing YouTube to uh, post our videos. And uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Like, uh, you know, we, we're at, I think we're in Iowa right now. So uh, it's a pretty interesting, uh, you know, series to watch. And, uh, you know, you can follow along as the rest of the year goes. But we're going to get all the way to New York by uh, by April of next year. You'll, you'll watch it all right there. Awesome. That, of course, leads to um, another question that I have as far as taking a walk across America mm -hmm. with states um, 
the hidden racism mm. yeah. that, that exists. Uh-huh. Taking this walk, what what did you come across? Because we already know what your family, your parents went through, and now you're doing something at a whole a whole different era. Yeah. And we know, I know you're facing it or had to face it. So what kind of scenarios was that like? You know what, man? It's interesting that you that you asked that because I definitely thought that, you know, before we left, like once we get to certain parts of the country, what it was going to be like. But, you know, our whole our whole energy and our whole um, message was we wanted to spread positivity. So we would kind of attract that. You know, we, we had yeah. we had maybe one or two incidents that had nothing to do with what you would think, like the typical thing. It was just a regular, you know, like, oh, this this wasn't a great situation. But it was never I really was wondering about that. And if and if it was some, it was so subtle that it wasn't it just didn't enter our space. Like we're a very, very mixed group, you know, different different groups, cultures and stuff like that. So I don't know what we might have looked like walking, but when people were driving uh, uh, on the road and they saw four guys walking on the side of the road and they're just like, what, what's this one? Yeah. So yeah, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't hit a lot of uh, the, the things that I would think like uh, South Dakota was probably one of the coolest places I'd never been to there. And I just thought, I don't know what to expect when we get there, but one of the coolest places. Every place we went to that that people said, "Oh, you're gonna get something here," it was the complete opposite. So now this is also this was also 15 years ago. Okay, this was 2006. So right. the climate was a little different, um, but you know. It and was, you had to know that I had the prayer warriors on the line. <laughs> oh heck yeah! I bet you did. <laughs> There's something to be said about having um, a specific type of energy, you know, vibration coming out of your body, and when you move people cannot help but to move with you or away from you. Correct. That's exactly right. That's awesome. I I remember him telling me stories of how he got help, how they got help on the the road and and positive things going on for them. Yeah, I sent the money. That's how he got help. (laughs) (laughs) I said, where are you at? Okay. I, I am interested in hearing a little bit from uh, Homer. He's really like mysteriously quiet back there. I love that hat too. You gonna start it up? <laughs> uh, start it up. Here we go. We are revving the engines. Well, the one thing I can say uh, is uh, Brenda, Pat, and uh, one of their late friends, Susan Conway, and uh, the other Lois, girl, Lois, Lois, Lois Scott. Uh, Lois Scott. Scott. Uh, they did do a lot of work with the butterfly. I thought I forgot about that. Right, mm-hmm. forgot about that. But I got to tell you one thing about uh, about them. These three ladies, I I saw them saying uh, separately one time, and I think uh, I said at the time, y'all too bad to be together. And uh, each one of them had uh, their own little, little way of singing, you know. Uh, and they eventually wound up doing exactly that. Brenda went with a very dear friend of mine, Jerry Butler, uh, and and Patty, and my friend of mine who's also passed her show, who wrote the song "Ain't No Sentimental" with us, did the um, the demo. dub on it, the demo on it. It's and so interesting how Brenda now. Brenda and I have been friends for fifty years. Wow. 
50 years. So, so we did, I did the demo of the song he wrote for her. Hey, uh, I eventually did do uh, some uh, productions on Smokey Robinson and Jerry Butler at, at Motown. So I was one of their uh, producers too. So oh, I, I think we lost Ron. We lost Ron in them. I think, oh, yeah. rough. <laughs> I think we did. I'll, I'll be back. They'll, they'll be back. To get some coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> make sure you want some coffee, folks. Yes, the brew in a pot. The brew in a pot for sure. Um, now, I know that there was a movie created that talks about, you know, uh, Patty and Brenda's journey that was released last year called Soul Sisters. That yes. was uh, directed by Peter Von uh, Puttkammer. Um, has this movie been officially released on DVD uh, or is it available on a streaming service somewhere? Or is it something that got caught up in the pandemic also? It got, it got caught up, but soon it'll be, it'll, uh, we're just about done. It'll be done. Peter Von Puttkammer, he's probably watching right now. <laughs> yes, he's a, a Canadian documentarian, an award-winning Canadian documentary, and he's worked with uh, National Geographic and, and many of the different uh, uh, companies. And uh, he just took a liking to us, yeah. and he got it. He heard our story. Yeah, he understood. And he started to film us everywhere we went. So we're we're still pushing it. We're still developing it and you know we're looking for a looking for a, a network a company you, you said he took a liking to you guys as if that's some amazing thing like who wouldn't take a liking to you? I think we're making fans as as this broadcast is going I'm just like watching all the comments <laughs> some people are ready to order their coffee from the other from the <laughs> all these hearts and loves and where can we get coffee yes all this stuff we're it's just and uh Jill Don Francisco says hearing how the cobblestones were put down from way back is amazing Yes. Uh, these are the stories in history that is so important. Yes. Yeah, so we're seeing all these fantastic comments from all these uh, people. Uh, of course, Crystal says, Patty is a whole vibe. <laughs> <laughs> That's Ron's daughter. That's Ron's daughter. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, now what, what I find interesting about this is now, first off, uh, Patty, I, I know that you're a playwright in your own regard. Did you have any hand in sculpting the script for this documentary at all that, that Peter's doing? Well, both of us did. We, we're both, uh, we're co-producers with him. And um, the storyline that he's using is actually our lives. Right. You know, it's just what we went through together, you know. And uh, so we've just, we've given him a lot of information. And the play that we do is sort of a, uh, the documentary is sort of derived from that. So ultimately, did you pitch this or did he come to you? Like, how did that? Well, for, for, uh, through a, a another friend of ours, Ken Goldstein. Uh, let me tell you how this happened. <laughs> Ken, I, Ken called me for a, a session. Of course, I called Patty. I said, come to the session for me, uh, 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 with me. And uh, I said, it doesn't pay anything, which is because it's my friend. I just want you to do it. And she came. We never say no to each other. And she came and we did the session and there was Peter there. And uh, he somehow got wind of what we do and who we were and all this. And he said, I think this would make a great documentary. And you know, Patty and I go, okay. And uh, he came back with another meeting, a formal meeting a couple of days later. And so 
He says, yes, I can get this film done and it's going to be great. And we're in it. Let's do it. So basically, remember them standing on the porch. <laughs> so Ken and, and Peter are standing on the porch and we're walking away after the meeting. And I, and I tell Patty, don't, don't look back. Whatever you do, don't look back. Don't look, don't look back. And we're walking like this. <laughs> and, and I said, wait till we turn the corner. Wait until we turn the corner. And the moment we turned that corner, we fell out on the ground. We were like, what? <laughs> right. we, we enjoy each other's successes so much. And, and uh, we, we, we oh, wait. What, is, what is this? This is What a Friend We Have in Jesus with the Piperettes of Freedom. That's right. Oh, my God. How did you find that? This is Funkatopia Live. We're going to find stuff. I mean, we will find it all. Now, Peter, I know you're watching. <laughs> Wow, look at that. Right there. <laughs> we found it. Oh, my God. I don't believe it. Every single time that you saw me looking off to the left, that's what I've been trying to do the whole time. You gave me a chance. I told you it's going to make it happen. Oh, my goodness. I'll make sure that I get it to you guys. Please. Thank you. <laughs> Ron and Chris said they're trying to get back on. Oh, okay. All right. Well, well we have, uh, yeah, I'm sure it's the connection issue because once they get back on, we'll, we'll see them down here in the waiting room. We'll bring them back in. Yeah, we'll bring them back in. Yeah, just so you know, uh, that clip that I found was on a UK website called If Music, uh, IF, like if I did this, ifmusic.co.uk. And uh, I just spoke for the Operation Breadbasket Orchestra, and they had clips from. It's actually an album that they have sound clips for, but it's sold out. It's it's all sold out. But they still have the clips online, so you can listen. So and we haven't received a dime. <laughs> <laughs> so no, no, no. You know, what, what happens is that the people collect these. Uh, the collectors you know, will get these, and then they just they sell it amongst themselves, and yes. it's not like yeah, but yeah. Yeah, we got it. There it is. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But that takes you back. Yeah. <laughs> that is wonderful. That's great. I was so glad I just found it. That just made my night. Wow, it made ours too. Made my year. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'll make sure that I get that over to Jeff so he can get it to you guys. We'll yeah, absolutely. We'll make, we'll make sure you get it. <laughs> so, so you guys, again, we went through this really partial piece of the laundry list of artists and um, those that you've worked with. Mm -hmm. And so I, I kind of have a, a specific question. I want to pose it to Patty first, and then we're we're going to kind of pose the same thing to Brenda. And I'm going to say some names. And then what I want to know is, uh, 
I'm looking for a recap of your experience of working with these artists. So, uh, Patty, first, uh, we talked, you mentioned Marvin Gaye. We've, we know that you've worked with Michael Jackson, James Brown, um, Tower of Power. Yes. Uh, Roberta Flack. Mm-hmm. So many. And so. Now, Roberta, we can stop right there. Yeah. Brenda and I are the Piperettes. Right. Okay. She hired us. That was our first, first. professional Very first. gig. Wow. She wow. She took us to New York City. And Washington D.C. And Washington D.C. And it, we were like, we were oh like, God. we were like the, I want to say country boys. Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. We were like, <laughs> New York City, just how I imagined it. <laughs> you know, it, it, it was an awesome experience, yeah. and, and and we went to her house. This was like our first really professional. Right. Went to her house where she hired a wardrobe person that came and brought all these wardrobe clothes to her house and she wardrobed us and then we bought clothes and then we we toured and we uh uh you know hey it was fabulous roberta flat right right <laughs> so when you worked with james brown um what, what was that experience like well it was uh during motown 25 motown at the apollo 25 and mm-hmm. we, I had been there working with uh, Smokey, and uh, we were we were we had been there a whole week, right? Because it was a long taping and so forth. And all of the groups were there: the Temptations, the Four Tops, the everybody was there. The uh, Jackson Five, all of them were there. And so we were there, and we backed up Smokey. So my my singing partner, Ivory Stone, right? She mm-hmm. and I. New York was our shopping place. You know, like when we get to New York, we're gonna shop. So when we got done with Smokey, we like, cool, let's go back to the hotel and we're going to uh, change our clothes and go out shopping. When we get back to the hotel, we get this phone call and the phone call says, you all got to come right back. You got to come right back. James Brown needs some backup singers. We was like, oh my God, James Brown? Oh my goodness. So we hurried up, we got in a taxi and we ran, got back to the Apollo and we get there in the, in the car. We said to ourselves, we don't know James Brown songs. <laughs> So we went on there. We went on there and we got there and and there was backstage Mr. Brown, which is what we were told to call him. We were not to approach him or anything like that. And we sang, we went over into a little corner. One of his he had one of the backup singers there, and she taught us all the stuff in about 10 minutes. And we put our wardrobe on, went out there and sang uh all the James Brown songs. And when you look at it, when I look at it now, I crack up because some of it, I know I'm not singing the right words. (laughs) This is, yeah, I I was, I was looking at this. This is, uh, this is actually James Brown live at the Apollo. I'm also, I'm I'm wondering, it's, this is, and I also mentioned, I also meant this is like one of them that I had, but you were mentioning Roberta Flack. This is one of my all time favorite albums right here. Roberta Flack and Donny Hathaway. Oh my God. Yeah, we worked with Donnie. Now, Donnie. Wait, wait a minute. You had Donnie in the list, too? Oh, oh no. I have a- so, you know, uh, Donnie is my brother Bob's fav- uh, favorite singer. And he was a huge a influence. Yeah. Oh, my God. Huge influence on Rob's st- singing style. Yeah, I had a chance to be in Chicago, and uh, he came to one of the shows that 
my band and my brother, we, we were in the same band, and he came and checked us out, and then they gave us free tickets because they liked us so much. Uh, they gave us free tickets to come see him, and we saw him and met him, and that was a wonderful uh, time in my life. Getting a chance to meet my mentor. I, I, I have a Donny Hathaway story I think you might like. Yes. <laughs> yes. The were um, going to rehearse with Donny. And I got to his house first. So he was sitting at the piano, eating a jar, eating honey right out of the jar. And uh, he said, um, while we're waiting for the, red, for the girls, he says, I've got a song I'm thinking about recording. I want you to listen to it and tell me what do you think of it? Do you think it's a hit? And so that's okay. He puts this far so that's back in the day when they had these pianos that you strap on your shoulder and play them like a man like a guitar. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he, he strapped it on and he started. Sang the song now and he said, What do you think? I said, boy. If you don't cut this song, I said, that's one of the biggest songs you're ever going to hear in your life. And bam, there it was. And then when the other girls got here, when we got yeah. there, we did, we the, did demo the demo for this Christmas. Wow. Unbelievable. And the co-writer, yes. Is our friend. Is our friend, Nadine McKenna. Mm -hmm. Wow. She's Yes, I mean, just the amount of rabbit holes that we can go down talking oh, about. Man. Tell you. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is amazing. We all got, we all got rabbit hole stories. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and we had we were talking, um, well, I was talking with a, a keyboardist and vocalist uh, you may or may not be familiar with. His name is Nigel Hall. And he is, um, he's an amazing performer. And we were talking about, there was one show that he did where it was all, he did like redid intervisions performed it live uh, with for Stevie wonder. And uh, I was talking about Stevie wonder and I was like, man, you really must love Stevie wonder. And he's, he was like, uh, I do love Stevie, but Stevie got his style in the seventies from Donny Hathaway. And mm -hmm. I had never thought about it like that. I had never thought that because Stevie did. And I, I went back and immediately listened to Stevie's discography and you can, and I never realized this before, but you can tell the distinct difference of what happened to Stevie during Intervisions and uh, Music of My Mind. And it was a really distinct change in the, his delivery. Uh, once Donnie came onto the scene, it was like he really was a, a, a big influence on Stevie's style. He was inspired by like, like all of us. Well, yeah, you know, whatever the contemporary artists of the day, the yeah. ones that are the big ones, they're influential in the rest of us, like Aretha Franklin was yeah, our, uh, our inspiration, you know. And so Stevie would have been influenced by him, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there was well, a T-Pain inspired, inspired all the auto-tune going on these days, you know what I mean? Just, that's that's right. <laughs> which at whatever level they do it at, it's definitely T-Pain. Which, which I might add, in, in his defense, T-Pain is an incredible singer. I was actually shocked wow. that he hides behind auto-tune because I guess it was like the second season of The Masked Singer, T-Pain was, uh, was in a mask. Nobody knew who he was. And he was an incredible vocalist, and he took off the mask, and and it was T Pain. We're like, 
why are you using auto-tune when you have a voice like that? What is going on? We made so, a hit with it. So he was like, all right, I won't yeah, turn away from this. I'm going to stay on this. Unbelievable. Yeah, but I don't want to talk about T-Pain. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, to, to continue on with, with uh, Jeff's discussion, Patty, let's talk about uh, your work with, with Stevie. How'd you get involved with, with, with him and, and some of the background on that? Well, uh, we first met Stevie in, in Chicago early on when uh, Reverend Jackson had this um, uh, event that was called uh, Black Expo. the Black Expo. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was a, 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 a con- conglomeration of black uh, business owners and they would come and they would set up booths and so forth. And it was a three uh, two or three day uh, event. Mm-hmm. And along with that, he had entertainment. And so all of Motown came one night. All uh, Isaac Hayes came on another night. Oh, different man. ones. All these different ones would come. Uh, and we backed up Stevie on those shows right there. Now, later in my life, uh, we were just on the same touring circle with him, with Smokey. And so we would be shown together. And I, uh, I, I did something in the studio once for Stevie. Yes, we did. Uh, a song that he and Smokey did together. And so we, I sang on that. But Stevie was always in the mix. You just with you know, the Motown family, you'd all, always see all of them every now and then. You know? Right. Well, that's, I mean, it's just incredible. And, and let me just go ahead and say, I'm going to kind of bounce around a little bit here, Jeff, because you know that a massive uh, part of our fan base are Prince fans. So Brenda, we're going to move to you just for a second. Yes. Because uh, we need to know. Gotta know. We, it's, it's got, it's inquiring minds want to know exactly how you got involved with Prince and uh, and also writing these tunes. You actually did, did two, uh, Somebody, Somebody. And, 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 and I want to make sure, I, I, I want to clear this with you first. It's Somebody, Somebody, and there was another song, but I want to make sure that you even want me to mention what this other song is because, you know. <laughs> you can, but let me tell you. That was not my original t- uh, title. Oh, God, that's uh, good then. Okay. All right. <laughs> Let's start with somebody, somebody, and okay. then we'll get to the other one. Well, I uh, here's a, I'm going to make this quick. I had written some songs and sent to Mavis Staples uh, because they had recorded some of my songs before. And mm. France was recording her. When I sent her the songs, they had finished the album, so he didn't he didn't even look at the songs or anything until later. And then I get a call, maybe a year later, and she's whispering on the phone. She said, Brent, this Mavis, uh, girl, Prince in his office, and he's reading your lyrics, girl. And uh, she said, he asked me to call you and said, do you have any more lyrics? Please send them. He said, because you're one of the best lyrics he's come across. And so I wow. put a bunch of songs in, and lyrics in there and sent them to him. And next thing you did was somebody, somebody, which I wrote in 20 minutes because it was my life at the time. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody, some of the greatest songs written quick because it happens in the inspiration. You wake up in the middle of the night and you're just like, ah, it's happening. It's sometimes just God just lays it on you and and the the spirit hits you and you're just like, this this I've got to just dump it on paper and that's how it happened. But 
he asked me after he recorded the song if I approved of what he did. Wow. <laughs> and? Forgive me. He was wondering if I approved of the final mix. <laughs> like, you could have done anything you wanted to. <laughs> I, would I would have approved. <laughs> and yeah, I, I, I adored him, and I, I couldn't believe that. You know, the first time I heard that record, I was in a, in a gym, and I was on this, you know, the treadmill. And across in the gym came somebody, somebody. I freaked out. I wanted to tell him. Now, I've had in records before, but I wanted to tell everybody, I love this one. <laughs> this is the same song that I wrote, and it's coming out of his mouth. <laughs> yeah, you 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 have to. I mean, it's just that's. It was amazing. It's still amazing to me. But now, hide the bone. That's the name of the other song. You got you know, we had never write Yeah, we just got. To, we only got to do a little clip because can't uh, do it too long. Yeah, Facebook has this thing where, hey, that's copyrighted music, and then they. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to be real, real careful. But yeah, so the other song is "Hide the Bone," <laughs> and I was thinking, certainly, if you're looking at two individual pieces of of <laughs> lyrics, you're not thinking this is written by the same person. Yeah, <laughs> for me, that wasn't the original title. Yeah, the the original uh, title was. Playing hard to get. Okay. That's I, yeah, I gotta I don't I don't see that transition <laughs> to the song. You gotta listen to the song. <laughs> he didn't change anything. He didn't change any of the lyrics. Oh, okay. So the, the time okay, so the, the song was basically the same, but yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. I understand. Wait, uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, which and of course you know this is just one of these songs is just it's just debaucherous in in, in its own way because Prince made it that way. I mean, you know, "Hide the Bone" is a lot of people's favorite. Matter of fact, uh, our, our our other co-host uh, Rob Rhythm, uh, who is not with us this evening, he said that's one of his all-time favorite songs. So he. Yeah, he, it's it's just one of these songs. It's just kind of it's just got this energy to it, yeah. and uh, it's so fantastic. Oh, look, we got Henley's back. Henley's back in the mix. And they're horizontal now, uh, which which is great. There they are. Oh, it's it's perfectly all right. It's perfectly all right. But yeah, so I know a lot of people wanted to hear that story. A lot of people wanted to to uh, understand exactly how, um, um, exactly who was behind the songs. And I, again, and did you ever get an opportunity to meet Prince and and kind of did he ever shake hands with you or anything? Or I met him. You need to bring this up. And I don't know if you ever put together. I was singing at a club with a jazz band and he just walked up in the club and said, can I play with you guys? And and he picked up one of the guys' guitar and played and jammed with us. But, you know, I didn't say, oh, I'm Brenda Vieger, I'm this, this, this. I didn't do that. I was just like, yeah, come on. But um, he knows who I am now. I mean, he <laughs> So he performed with you, but he didn't, he, he didn't put the two together that you were the same person who wrote somebody. Exactly. 
Wow. That's almost like a Claire Fisher story, isn't it, Jeff? That's <laughs> completely. Yeah. For you that don't know, uh, Claire Fisher was this orca, the person who wrote pretty much oh, the horn. Yeah, so Claire Fisher, he wrote all the orchestration on, on most of Prince's albums, but Prince and him, and for like many albums, and Prince and him have never, never, ever met, ever. And uh, and uh, Claire passed away. Well, both of them passed away now, but uh, Claire passed away, and and they never, they never got an opportunity to shake hands or be in the same room or anything. But that, that's almost very, very similar to what happened to you. You you wrote two songs for him, and. He didn't even know. He was standing right there. Unbelievable. Um, I'm, I'm glad that we got. I'm glad that we got the Henleys back in the mix. Uh, thank you guys for for uh, coming back in, uh, Ron and the, the crew. Uh, yeah, it was rough. It was rough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had to have the surgeons out. <laughs> I don't know what happened. The internet or something went down. Okay. Yeah. So we're back. We're back. We're back. Oh, well, um, you know, so uh, Ron, when talking, you know, a little bit about, you know, what what's some of the things that you're doing right now? Let's let's talk about um, talk about some of the things that you're doing, uh, because I, I guess we want to make sure that everybody gets an opportunity to kind of promote what they want to promote, okay. because uh, I know there's so many things that are going on and everybody here wants to know how we can, you know, help or be actively involved in in this uh, and whatever it is you got going on. Whatever it is that you guys are doing. Yeah, well, as you know, me and Chris, we're um, here in Atlanta, uh, Metro Atlanta. Uh, we're in Swanee. Mm -hmm. And um, we have our um, uh, entertainment company, which we were doing a lot of live shows here and, and, uh, and allowing people to uh, test their music out to a crowd. Uh, of course, when the pandemic came, it shut down. Our operation, and so now we're, we're we've got other projects we're trying to get back up, and that's that's one of the things that we want to do. Did you want to say what the company? Oh well, with, with PS yes. Private Society, um, what it what it is is speaking loud. Can you hear? Oh, yeah. <laughs> fine. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, what it is is uh, we would send out a text to personal people because a lot of the people that were involved were um, like head vice presidents from certain record companies, radio stations, magazines. Um, and so that it wouldn't be so blown up to just public, hence private society, um, we would send out a text and it, it would say you're invited and it would only have a time and a date on there. And if you were on the roster and you knew about it, um, you would call in and say, where? <laughs> and then you would find out where it was being held. And uh, mostly we started it off here um, at the Henley Manor. And um, because uh, we have two floors actually in which we hold a um, entertainment going on with live bands and everything. Somebody tried to call it a speakeasy one time, but it's not. <laughs> no, it's a little bit different. Right? <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. And also, um, um, the Henleys have written uh, songs uh, that we're starting to put back together. So we've been collaborating with some young producers to 
uh, up, upgrade the sound and uh, the tracks that we'll be releasing uh, next year. So I've been work, working with them, those folks. I got some people in um, <laughs> in, uh, in Jersey and Virginia. And got, we, we got the, and here in Atlanta that uh, is working on the project. So we got some projects coming up. Uh, we, I might have to start, Jeff, I might have to start talking to them. I'm actually in Lawrenceville, not too far from where you guys are. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I, I come oh, by and have so a sandwich. I'm coming by. I'm getting coffee before I do. If you give me your address, I'm going to end up coming there every morning for coffee. So yeah, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be looking out the window. Here he comes again. <laughs> <laughs> but we were because uh, yeah, I actually had something very, very similar—a project that I actually started uh, many years ago. I still own the domain name. I had the domain name called BookandHire.com, which was I was you know, trying to get a collective of, of bands and performers that were in the state of Georgia. Actually, I tried to do it uh, countrywide, but that was in it ended up being the demise of it. Uh, but it was just to kind of support and promote bands and, uh, you know, kind of give them an opportunity to, to actually perform. And, and obviously it was trying to figure out, you know, a profit motive behind it as well. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, there, there's, there may be, there's gotta be something there. I would love to, you know, work with you guys, but what we'll to talk about that because yes. it's all about supporting, supporting artists and musicians. And that would be right. right. Now, now I don't know if Bob or uh, Patty has mentioned it while we was gone, uh, but we're trying to put together our own, uh, uh, production so we can have our channel also that we we will have different artists come and perform on our channel as since we have um, folks from all across the country uh, me and Chris we were in the um, airline business we've retired from that now but we were stationed in Jersey so I, I know a lot of musicians in, in Jersey and in New York uh, and uh, so I'm, we're going we're gonna to feature all these people on uh, our show that we, we're trying to put together the Henleys are putting together uh, this show that will be aired sometime uh, uh, next year. Uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. I know a lot of folks up there too. I'm from Hunterdon County originally, so. Okay. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Are you following me? Uh, what? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you said we was in the airline business. We can go anywhere we want to go. That's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> And while we got this screen up, Kat, what what are, what are you up to now? What, what are some of the things you're doing? Uh, you're doing some vocal coach stuff, and you're still doing um, some uh, music writing and singing and stuff. Let us know. What oh you're yeah, doing. oh yeah. I I am. I'm presently working on a few quiet quiet projects. Um, okay. So okay. We'll, we'll see what you know. We always have to see what happens in the end. So uh, well, you let us know where when you want to be loud about it. You know where to find us. Okay, definitely. <laughs> and and I'll just give I'll just I'll just sling this out there. Uh, if someone happens to be looking for a vocal coach, Kat Sutherland is a killer vocal coach, and uh, she will beat you up. So yeah. <laughs> that's what you're into. He's he's one of my students as well. He's, oh, yeah. right. he's being really quiet about um, Not, yeah. You know her, she's. Saying back backup for many a groups out there. Um, Funkadelics. There you go. No, no, no. No, well, well, she's not telling the stories. Well, huh? but, but actually, I, I, I've been really blessed. I had a lot of mentors throughout my lifetime. Rodney Trotter, Richard Sernos, from back. He was where well, he definitely was Mr. Funk. <laughs> he did Flashlight back in the day. Oh my God. 
Um, Jeff, Jeff had the opportunity to meet him. I introduced yes. Jeff to uh, Mr. Trotter. Um, and um, Major Harris, one of my mentors, uh, Delphonics, of course. Um, they're, they're like my big daddies um, coming up. Um, Liam Hart. Um, and of course, my, my, my diehard camp will always be uh, Unique Productions from Virginia Beach. I learned so much from those guys. Uh, shout out to uh, DeValbo McKenzie and Sprague William Duke. I mean, I, I learned from everybody everywhere. Um, that, 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 that's, that's my heart and always will be my home camp in Virginia. Um, and Kat has her own studio also where she's working on many projects and she comes over here and brings half a studio over our house and we, 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 we're doing, we're collaborating <laughs> with some different things too. So she's constantly, she's constantly working and she's got a lot of projects coming up. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, definitely keep us keep us apprised of everything that's going on because, you know, that that's what we're about here is just making sure that we're supporting artistry from from all angles. And, you know, speaking of which, to kind of, uh, you know, uh, get back to, to Patty and Brenda here and uh, Homer's still sitting attentive, looking all <laughs> back there with his hat on and whatnot. But, you know, Patty and Brenda, I know that you guys are still actively going to schools and, uh, you know, speaking speaking with kids. Is there if if there are schools that want to uh, reach out and and you know get some inspiration, is, is there some place that, that they that they can go to reach out to you um, in, in order to kind of get you booked into the schools to speak to the kids? Yeah, uh, they can just contact us directly, yes. you know, uh, phenley203 at gmail.com and Brenda Lee uh, uh, Music. Uh, Brenda Lee Ager at gmail. I got another one. There you go. Yeah. Brenda Lee Ager at gmail. And for in the Los Angeles area, um, they can also reach me through the music center. Uh, uh, they just call and ask for the, uh, um, I can't remember what the, the, the um, category is, because I do the little Harriet Tubman in schools all over, and um, I'm booked by the music center. They book us to the schools. Wow. That's... Just, you know, don't want don't to forget to mention that the Henleys have a Christmas That was the next thing I was about to say. Yeah. Very next thing. Yes. <laughs> yes. The very it's next phenomenal. thing. It's it phenomenal. It is a Christmas album that uh, it, I was listening to some of the, uh, I, I guess, Jeff, you had actually sent me a, a video compilation that kind of showed some clips of some of this stuff that was going. And uh, yeah, absolutely tell them about this Christmas album. I mean, let, 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 I want I want to preface this by saying you have musical legends here, and their and their family that is all involved in this project and has created this incredible Christmas album that is available. Guess what? Just in time for Christmas. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow! <laughs> in, well, I think it's going to be released December seventeenth. 17? The album is, is ready right now. You can, you can, it's streaming on all platforms. You can go to Spotify, Amazon, Tidal, oh. uh, Panda, ooh, I don't know, all of, all of the, the uh, streaming platforms they're on. And, and, yes, it's, it's on now. and is it underneath and the Haley Holiday? Yeah, correct. Yeah. And I'd like to say that a, a lot of the tracks that we did 
were were um, created by uh, a bass player called Larry Ball. He was uh, Smokey Robinson's bass player, and he had a studio in in L.A. and we collaborated with uh, some of his music and our um, arrangement to the Christmas songs. Yeah, he was he was very instrumental in the ins instrumental part of the production, and then we put together our uh, part as far as, as far as ranking the vocals. And I think it's a really hot thing. I, I hear a little bit of it. As we trim the tree, how much fun is gonna be? Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, we're prepped for everything here. <laughs> <laughs> now, let, now, 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 let me tell you something else about the, 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 the Henley uh, connection here. That song, This Christmas, that everybody records, we're good friends with the writer, Nadine. And she yeah. gave us permission to do that song. We mentioned that. Uh, well, well, you well, I mentioned that. Okay. <laughs> that, that, was, that was when I was blacked out. Oh, okay. We were on hiatus for a moment. <laughs> yeah. One of the things that's interesting about that CD is the arrangement of those classical songs. I mean, classic songs. Yeah. Right. And if you, just, if you just played the music alone, you wouldn't even know that they were Christmas songs wow. until right. voices come on and you hear that, oh, that's. That's joy to the world, you know. So, so I think it's an interesting thing. Like, and the, and I think the listeners will appreciate that and appreciate the way that the arrangements were were, were done. Yeah, I was I'm just playing little little bits and tracks so people can, can actually hear it. I don't think I don't think Facebook's going to recognize some of this yet because you guys did all these uh, incredible arrangements. Ah, uh, there he goes. <laughs> this is fantastic. Yeah, and, and so it's available for streaming, but, you know, is there a place that they can actually go and purchase, and, and purchase it? Because we would rather you make that kind of money as opposed to 0 0.001 cent per play or whatever it is on Spotify. No, so, well, we, we have, you know, like CDs. No, no, no. <laughs> can we get them on your website or something like that? You can go get them on iTunes and all, this, all the places yeah. where you buy music and stuff. I know there's going to be percentages, but yeah, other than that. Oh, that's cool. well. Yes, yeah, so they can actually purchase MP3s and stuff on iTunes. See, we just put Cam on the spot. <laughs> it's like, oh, I was supposed to get those CDs done yesterday. <laughs> and you know, they're in boxes in my attic. So, <laughs> so you know, you know, years ago, uh, years ago, we used to uh, um, pull up the car and open up the trunk and just start selling them. So uh, you know, we haven't done that in years. Yeah. And I'm okay with you guys listening to it on Spotify if you want, but like Cammy says here, as soon as this show is over, I'll be pulling up and getting the Christmas album. It's all right. You can get it on iTunes, as I mentioned, because one of the things, once the show is over, it will be uploaded to uh it's gonna be this show will be on Spotify, this show will be on iHeartRadio. So everybody oh. that likes that, that likes these little tracks that they're hearing here, we want a good soulful Christmas with the Henleys. This is the way to go, and you can get it. You can listen to it on Spotify if if, if you're running a little low on funds, spending all that Christmas money. But well, you let, need me, to, let, you let me support the side of this. Let me jump in and say one other plug for us. 
uh, the Henley holiday, uh, we have a, a Christmas special video uh, that's coming out that will be out on December the 19th. And uh, it's in a connection and affiliation with our church. Uh, and the, the church is upchurch.org, upchurch.org. And not this Sunday, but next Sunday, you can go there and you can register there to get your tickets. Nice. That's it. So it's upchurch.org. Make sure that you head there too. Yes. Yeah. Wow. That's, 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 that's the church that Reverend Rivendella was our Started. pastor. Yeah. She, she was the founder minister. Yeah, yes. And you guys are, are um are working a lot with um uh the founder of Agape also. Um that's my uh, minister. With. Michael oh, yeah. that's, that's my minister. And we've no, all come there. Yeah. That yeah. and I think that quite often. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's yeah, so there you go. Head to iTunes and make sure that you do not forget the reason for the season and pick right. up. Right. Now, just, just so you guys know, uh, our fan base has this thing about tactile music. So they do buy vinyl. They do buy CDs. They, they love to have physical. So if you do have a scenario where you're releasing that we can actually get our hands on this vinyl and CD, I think... That that'd be a great thing to share with us too, because we want send, that. I can send you some CDs. Yeah, absolutely do that. We, we can actually put them on our storefront at Funkatopia.com shop. Wow. We can put them in there. We can sell them for you. We we can we can absolutely help you with that. So Cam, go Cam, go up into the attic, get that box. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You already knew that that was gonna be in there. <laughs> and do it this Christmas. <laughs> yeah, this Christmas. I'll meet you guys over at, at over at Sugarloaf Mills. We'll, we'll we'll meet up in the food court or something. Actually, you got to send it to the Henleys first. <laughs> right. And then I'll, yeah, and I'll I have a few copies, but not a, enough to uh, circulate to everyone. Well, we'll, we'll make we'll make sure it gets taken care of, or we can just take orders for them and just send them to send them to you guys, and then you, then you can just send, ship them direct. Mm -hmm. yeah. That'd be perfect. Uh, but man, I, I don't I can't begin to tell you guys how much of an honor it is to, to have you know such such impactful and meaningful uh history of of people in in one place at one time this is i mean it really is overwhelming it's it's just such a blessing that you guys agreed to come on this show and we can't we can't thank you enough we really cannot thank you enough this has been awesome. I, I mean, again, I, I love you guys already, and we've are we've met enough times, and I just I never get tired of the energy. I never get tired of being around you guys. And so we love you, Jeff. We love you. We're gonna be doing some things, Jeff. Yes. <laughs> Let me tell you, uh, Jeff, you have the most beautiful speaker. I'm a voice coach, also, and Chris Patty, and just the resonance and Bob. Resonant in your voice your tone is beautiful. Had to say that. I'm sorry. You broke up. I tried to again. Did you hear her? No, I broke up. We didn't we didn't hear. No, it froze a little bit, I think. Oh, okay. I'm going to do this again verbatim. Jeff. I'm a vocal coach. Pat is vocal coach. 
Mom's vocal coach. What we hear or what I hear in your voice is like music. You have a such beautiful tone. Your resonance is open. It's just a wonderful voice. So keep singing. Keep teaching him, Sister Law. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I will. I will. <laughs> That's like we, so. We, the, pre we, the, the pressure's on you now, brother. <laughs> I'm we've, been, we've been waiting for him to come over here with his band. Uh, yeah. Right. yeah. On the spot. On the spot. <laughs> on the spot. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. Hold on, Jeff. I can't get your head fit in the frame anymore. Hold on a second. <laughs> Got me doing the one thing I never do, and that's blush. I feel like I'm like, oh, <laughs> like coming from you guys. <laughs> oh wow. my gosh! But it was—it really, truly is an honor. Um, I can't uh, thank you enough uh, on behalf of humanity for all the things that that you've done and all the uh, dedication that you've had to to um, just the spirit of equality and just making just making the world a better place and j again just to have all of you in one place is just an, an absolute honor and uh thank you guys so so much for coming on i can't thank you thank, thank, you. You. thank you thank you thank you very much thanks for having me thank yes. you thank you and uh i will make sure that i get you that track you're only on that track right what a friend we have in jesus that's the only track that you're on that's what we want if you got that one yeah i'll get it to you Great. Thank you. All right, thank Mr. Christopher. Thank thank you guys. Jeff. Thank you, yeah. guys, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. We'll see you in the morning. <laughs> YouTube or Facebook to see this again. Yes, you can go. Yes. Matter of fact, as soon as this is over, it will be Facebook.com slash Funkatopia and YouTube.com slash Funkatopia. And you'll be able to listen to this on Spotify and also on uh, Spotify and also iHeartRadio and a bunch of other places as well. Uh, probably by the end of the day tomorrow. So all the so the audio version of this will be on. But if you want to watch it again, yeah, Facebook and YouTube it will be up there. And we'll actually put it on a YouTube channel. We'll edit it down so that it's it it fits and in, in digestible pieces and whatever. And then you'll be able to share it with all your your friends and family. Great. Yeah. <laughs> so I won't I won't look lost. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we, we we covered it well. We we, we made sure that uh, we we. Uh, but you probably don't want to listen to all the stories they they were telling about you while you were gone. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I hope they were good stories. Then you know. Yeah. I'll, I'll edit that out, uh, Patty. I'll, I'll protect you. I'll edit that out. So that hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Definitely gonna edit out the sound effects. All right. <laughs> Again, thank you guys. We love you guys. All right, take care. Brenda, Homer, Patty, Cam, Rob, Ron, Kat, Chris, uh, all of you, thank you so, so much for joining us. And uh, we'll see you guys later. Thank you so, so much. Yes. Right. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. All right, man. What, what? Oh, my gosh. I don't, I don't even know where to start, dude. I, man, amazing. Like, um, Wow. I just, uh, yeah. There was so much talent, so much history in this room tonight. In this, from, from the musical perspective, from the musical perspective, um, you know, that the musical perspective, I got to fix this camera. I had to, I had to adjust the camera because the logo was right over my face in the right <laughs> corner. But from a musical perspective, they, um, 
I mean, it's just insane, but I, I could have easily spoke for about three hours on the, on just the history part of it and all the background with operation breadbasket and all the stuff that's going on. And, and I, I desperately want to see this soul sisters movie. Uh, yeah. if you want more information on the soul sisters movie at soul sisters, official.com. Um, don't go to soul sisters.com. It's a bunch of white ladies doing something. It's yeah. It, not it, necessarily soul. I guess. <laughs> there's, there's nothing soul about soul sisters.com. So don't go there at all. Soul sisters, official.com. <laughs> and, and I'll tell you, Chris, um, their personality is exactly what you just saw too. That this is how they are in person. This is how it's always been. Whenever we were hanging out, whenever we were around and just, they're just always that energetic and fired up and ready to work. Yeah. And, and you, you have to, you have to tell me how to get in, in touch with, with uh, Chris and her husband, because you know, obviously we have, you know, I got to get coffee. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll be going to see them shortly. My mom is in town from Boston hanging. Uh, so, uh, and we've all hung. So she, we're all going over there to see them this, this week or next uh, this weekend or something. Gosh, man, it's just the 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 history is just unbelievable, and the the everything that they've done, um, the work that they've done to to put respect and um, just I think respect is the is the best word. Just the um, the black communities have just just been just been dumped on. Uh, and just from everything that has has gone on, not just with the 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 obscene core of racism that happens in this country, but you know some of the injustices that have been heaped onto black communities. And when Operation Breadbasket came on, to to you know to be sitting in the same broadcast with right. people who are out there making a difference and, and who are, you know, doing things that, you know, to try to, you know, repair, you know, this damaged world is just, I mean, it's, it's just well, overwhelming. Not, not only making the difference, but we're at the beginning of making the difference and, and, and worked all the way through it. And, and it's, it's a rare thing to find, someone with that much strong history and and all the great people that they've worked with everyone in the industry and they haven't changed they're still that positive they're still doing things they're still moving they're still glowing lights of energy it's just that's a beautiful thing you know and, and they instill it in their in their in their family and everything that they do everyone. With, with with their children and i mean you know cam is carrying the torch and and everything that's going on and um you know you know cat is also continuing to carry the torch and you know ron and chris are still doing their thing it's just you know i i it's i i love that it's not done that the right. job not, we obviously we know that the job is not done we're fully aware that the the job for you know is not done it's not done. We are, we are far from done. It's like loading. Please wait. <laughs> right, look, <laughs> pause. But, like but we know the work is being done and we know that we have people who have been doing it and will continue to do it. Yeah. And, and of course, then of course, you know, everybody was excited to hear all the music background and stuff and with Donnie Hathaway and Prince and, 
and Stevie Wonder and Roberta Flack. And I mean, just unreal. Um, and I know all of our hardcore Prince fans were, were definitely all ready to hear Brenda's story about uh, somebody, somebody and hide the bone. Yes, she was there. <laughs> I, I still the, the contrast between those two songs is just so funny to me. But that's I, hilarious. I, I was trying to find um you know trying to find the, the lyrics to to hide the bone and, and pull those up to kind of look at the yes. lyrics just to kind of compare the lyrics side by side. You know, because it was funny because you know, she was saying that Mavis Staples called called her and said, Oh, Prince is reading your lyrics, and so she wants like, more. And he wants more. He's so he, he and then he, he he navigates to hide the bone. Right, right, and, like, and only changed the name of the song. Didn't even change the lyrics. <laughs> like, wow, yeah, it's a great story. Um, yeah, so I am. Uh, I, that what what's so awesome to have them. I saw somebody saying, "Hey, we uh, we need to." Um, uh, yes, I, I see everybody putting up the URL here. Yes, soulsistersofficial.com. Make sure that you check that out as well. And um, yeah, I, I, one of the things. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this movie. There actually is a book that's written about Operation uh, Breadbasket as well, but I don't know that it actually contains any information necessarily. I mean, it, right. it probably talks about the organization in general. Um, and there's a lot of history that goes back because it actually predated that whole um, part where Jesse got involved because Operation Breadbasket started in 1962. So exactly. it goes like way back. And I don't think anything that Jesse did didn't start until 1969. Um, so uh, yeah, it's it, it, anyways, uh, all that being said, what a great, great show. It's, I, I was, I was about to mention, somebody said we need to have some of these folks on individually yeah. and really kind of dig deep. And, uh, I, I don't, I, you know, they're, they're all, they're all fantastic, but I can't imagine, I, I can't imagine having Patty without Brenda. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the funny thing is the reason much like a dream team it kind of yeah yeah and and keep the reason that they came like this is because the biggest thing that they the biggest message they want people to understand is it's really is about family and so it was important to them that they all were a part of this interview and this this night and yeah. so i think individually though it, it may be great and it'd be great stories i think they they prefer to be together and share and that, that's how people, that's how their family is. And that's how everyone should be, you know, honestly. <laughs> and they, they lead by example. Yeah, I love the fact that we were able to get everybody involved and, <laughs> and, and actually get dialogue from everybody. And, uh, and Cam, if you're still watching, sorry to put you on the spot, but you got to get those CDs out of the get attic. Get those CDs, man. Get up in the attic. <laughs> it's time. Y'all need some Christmas money. <laughs> Let's sell some CDs. 